Welcome to Go Behind the Ballot, a podcast where two Texas moms go on an educational quest to demystify Texas politics. Join me, Nicole Abshire, and my co-host, Claire Campos O'Neill, as we deep dive into the most burning issues, hear stories from candidates, and offer hope in these challenging political times. Let's saddle up and go behind the ballot. everyone. It's Claire and Nicole, and we are having a follow-up episode to our conversation with Representative Vicki Goodwin. So as we mentioned in the episode, Represent- Representative Vicki Goodwin is so amazing at having these events where constituents can come and talk to her and learn about issues that affect all Texans. So we went to this public education town hall that she hosted at the Spicewood Springs Library a few weeks back. She was there, and she had two other people on the panel. She had Tiffany Harrison, who was a Round Rock ISD school board trustee, and she also invited Laura Yeager, who is uh, the founder, I think she's the founder, of Just Fund It Texas. By the way, Laura Yeager is going to be on our show in later episodes. She's going to talk to us about accountability and funding and why it matters to parents and how all the dots connect, so we're really excited to have that conversation But it was great because we got a little preview hearing about the amazing work she does at this town hall. So, Nicole, had you ever been to anything like this before? I had not. I had not been to anything like that before, nor had I been trying to think of the right way to describe this, but I guess in a position where I even saw those things announced. Oh, you know what I mean? mm -hmm. Like it, it takes initiation on my side to even know that that's happening. And that's something that I honestly wasn't aware of until we've started all this work together. So in fact, you are the one who told me about it. I still didn't find it on my own. So I feel like this is a good time to emphasize that if you want to be present at events like that, it is important to maybe do that first reach out if there's not someone in your life who is inviting you or telling you about it to find your representative and see what Mm -hmm. kind of events they're hosting. Because um, previously I was not at all aware of things like that. Right. And Nicole made a really great TikTok, uh, TikTok <laughs> a few weeks back uh, showing the how the old you, folks call it. Yeah. TikTok. I'm like, oh, what is, <laughs> I'm still getting used to it. Uh, but describing how you can go find your, your representatives. So your congressional representative, your state house district representative, your state senate representative. There's a lot of representatives connected to you and you can go find them. And then I would encourage you to follow them on Facebook. I think that's probably the top. I think all of them use Facebook and maybe some of the other social media channels. Uh, But this is where they would share the events that they are participating in, like these town halls or like these coffee chats with constituents. And the truth is like not all uh, representatives are as amazing as Vicky, where she's so intentional about creating these opportunities for constituents to come and hear from her directly. But if they are that way, this is where you would find that, I think, I would imagine. That's where I would put it. Right. I mean, <laughs> these are the ways <laughs> that people communicate these days. Um, and I, I want to follow up too by saying that it was really amazing to have had that conversation with Representative Goodwin and then almost immediately get to attend an event like that because she talked a lot about being responsive to her constituents and the ways that she listens. And so then to see that in action in real life was like, oh, 
she 100, I believed she had integrity already, but then to get to see that demonstrated just really emphasized that for me. And it was really great. Absolutely. She walks the walk. So if you want to be a part of future events like this, uh, you, I mean, even if you're not in her district, they're still very informative. She's not my state representative, but I still like to go to these things because I learn a lot. And then I hear from other representatives as well. She's really great about including people who um, manage different areas of government, like school board trustees. Um, I know she had a panel that I went to a couple of years ago at the Wildflower Center, where she had a city council member, another state representative. She's just so good at bringing everyone in so you can hear from her perspective how things work, how, you know, from someone else's perspective and the work they're doing, so that it's a more comprehensive understanding of what is happening at these different government levels. So, Nicole, what were some of the highlights from that meeting that you remember? Well, I was so impressed by Tiffany Harrison the way that she advocates for students and teachers within Round Rock ISD in her role as a trustee was super impressive. I mean, she definitely has a heart for kids. She used to be in the classroom and she's very passionate about advocating for kids and the emphasis that she put on mental health, I found really important And I thought it was really great that she's really pushing Round Rock to make commitments in that area. Um, So that was a big standout moment for me with Tiffany in particular, or Ms. Harrison. That reminds me, when we went to this event, it was very well attended. It was uh, in a special meeting room in the library. Most of the seats were taken. I think a few people were standing in the back towards the end. And there, it was a good blend of folks who attended, parents, education advocates, I think some just curious citizens. And when you just mentioned that about Tiffany, it reminded me of a mother who who had a question because there was a time for Q&A. And she asked about the ratio of students to guidance counselors. And she was basically saying, you know, my kid's school used to have more counselors. Now we have less. What's this formula that y'all use? And I think Tiffany admitted that uh, I think it's per the state recommendations. It's, it's very out of whack. I guess it was something I'm going to not say this correctly, but let's say like 400 students to one counselor, a very high disparity. And she was saying that she wishes it that they could have more counselors in the schools, but it's a matter of budget. Everything comes back to money. Right. And they have to make sure that they can provide um, they have the funding so that they can fulfill those positions. So it sounded like she was very empathetic with this mother, but. You, you you only have so much in, in the pot to spend. And once it's gone, it's gone, you know? Yes. The other part, I'm pretty sure this happened at that town hall. Sometimes all of the conversations we've had that have been so amazing maybe get blended in. But I think it was Tiffany who differentiated this is that oftentimes counselors in schools serve more of an administrative role. They get put in charge of testing or filling in when teachers can't be there. They, In other words, they get pulled away from sort of any mental health or emotional kind of duties. And so sometimes that is the tug of war that's happening within a school, is that there are positions that need to be filled that are more administrative than actually 
dealing with kids and their emotional and mental issues. Yes. I'm so so glad you mentioned that because she used the word scheduler. I think it was that most guidance counselors are schedulers. And I was like, "Er, what do you mean a scheduler? And then I was like, oh, like probably guiding the students on what their schedule is going to be. And I was like, wait a minute, aren't they supposed to be there to offer that counseling? It's a guidance counselor, which is what I sort of assumed. You know, meeting with kids. How are you doing? Are you okay? Do you need help? How's your home life? How can I support you? It sounds like they don't have time for that. And then you're like, oh, wow. So even if they're there, they're not necessarily doing the things we assume that they're doing. Again, it comes back to the assumptions that we make. But once you start to really dig deeper, you get the reality of what is happening on the ground. And I want to point out that it is so important to to challenge your own assumptions by listening to things like this. Because then I know that for me, what I realize is where where that challenge, where that tug of war is for that school, where if I just relied on my assumptions, I might think, man, why are these kids not getting mental health services that they need without recognizing the shortage in terms of the amount of hours that they have to give and how they are being diverted sometimes to administrative duties. And so I think, yeah, education and showing up to things like this town hall are so good for testing our assumptions and then understanding what the real challenges are that schools face. One more thing I wanted to say is that also the counselor role is very different depending on the level, right? Elementary versus middle school versus high school. So definitely I can see how a counselor would become more of a scheduler at a high school level. Mm-hmm. You know, we're at, at an elementary school, you might get stuck on a lot of cafeteria duty. You might get stuck on dismissal and arrival and, um, you know, things like that. But so the, the pressures, I think, and the ways that they get pulled is different at each level, but still kind of, it seems like what is the second tier almost priority is often the mental health part Mm -hmm. of their job. Right. And, and I would imagine that that's something that is is more immediate and you can't really delay, but decisions have to be made in the moment. And even though I'm sure it's like the needs of the one versus the many. So if you need to go to fill, if, there, if, there's a subs, if there's a teacher shortage, which there is, and there's not a lot of substitutes, I have heard a lot of people in the front office get distributed to the classrooms. So I can imagine that guidance counselors are doing this. So while I'm sure they would want to support that student who needs it right then and there, what are you going to do? I mean, you have to uh, make sure that that the school can function. And these people in charge are thinking about hundreds of students instead of that one. So we need, they need more support. That's what I'm concluding after a lot of these conversations. 100%. And the other thing, And every conversation we've had, and I felt it in this town hall, um, is that everybody wants to serve the best interest of the kids. It's just that there are some things that are required of them that just can't be ignored. Mm -hmm. But their ultimate goal really, really is to serve the needs of kids. So that's, you know, a positive part of it all. Yes, yes. You could just sense a lot of frustration in the room. Um, I don't want to say it was directed towards Representative Goodwin necessarily or or Laura Yeager or even uh, Tiffany Harrison, but just at this this place that we're in where uh, it just feels like it's not enough and they want more, but 
getting more is the challenge. And I think what we're learning from our conversations is that the way we have a stronger collective voice is through testifying before our representatives and meeting together in events like this so that we can find each other and have a, uh, amplify our voices because it's harder when it's one person trying to dismantle a big, scary system. But when we work together, it's not so bad. Not For necessarily sure. dismantled, but improve. Improve. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Because something that you just pointed out, that it did feel like there was this kind of simmering frustration and anger underneath that um, could easily break through. I mean, it just felt like people are, are frustrated and some people feel really kind of pushed to the end of their limits. And and I th- here's what I'm touching on is that I think that for some people, they're not angry at Representative Goodwin or Tiffany Harrison or Laura Yeager because they know that those people are on the front lines mm-hmm. and have the same priorities and the best interests of kids. I think the frustration is, and of course, those are the people who are sitting at the front of the room and willing to listen And the frustration is the people that we really need to hear are sometimes the ones who are not willing to be present at town halls like that and don't make themselves as available. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I think it's a little like, where can I even actually voice this in a way that's going to be effective? And like you're saying, hey, let's do some public testimony and let's, let's, let's find, let's go to those folks because they might not necessarily come to us in the way someone like Representative Goodwin would. Or does. For sure. And let's remind folks, (laughs) there is an election coming up on November 8th. And a lot of, well, all state representatives will be on the ballot because they they serve two-year terms. We have some folks who will be up for re-election in school board races. So if you're unhappy with those who who are your representative and maybe not listening, this is an opportunity to consider voting for the other person or or tell that person, listen, I haven't been happy with you, so can you please do better next session? Um, and I, th- I think th- having a respectful attitude goes a long way too. I mean, no one wants to be screamed and yelled at. I really think that, what's the expression? You get more bees with honey? That Wait, is that it? Something like that, yes. <laughs> Be sweet. Be sweet, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think it works better. Um but I, yeah, I mean, we're all people, 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 people at the end of the day. So we have to reach out to each other and and just try to get our message across in an effective way. Um, so something I appreciate about Lori Yeager being on the panel is that she emphasized this need to connect the dots for parents and for community members, how it's all connected together um, the way and Representative Goodwin started doing this too, the way that the state is putting us putting in less money to public education. So local tax entities are having to pay more money. And just the strain and this breaking point, it's all very intentional, working towards this sort of dismantling of public education and putting us into more of a privatization state. Um, but being very clear that this is a this is a coordinated effort on some people's parts. And once we can see that, then we can try to identify it and say whether we want this to be happening or not. Yes, right. We keep coming back to the the value, the necessity of transparency, that we have to understand what is happening so that we can make clear and honest decisions about how we feel about that. 
So step one, right, is just getting accurate information in the hands of people. Mm-hmm. And right now there's, it's it's difficult. It, it feels as if there are roadblocks and stumbling blocks and some people who are, whose interest is in making that difficult and making it confusing. And so thank goodness for the people that I've been meeting, thanks to you, Claire, like Laura Yeager, who are the boots on the ground, who are doing the research and asking the questions and connecting the dots Mm -hmm. so that we can have the information we need to make informed choices. Right. And I think a lot of these folks who become advocates just start as curious citizens. And they, I know that's how I started. They just don't understand how a specific thing could have happened. So then they start pulling the thread and under it and getting a better image of what's happening and not being really excited with the process that allowed it to happen in the first place. And I think once you start that journey, you can't help but say to other people around you, do you know what's happening? Like, come look at this. This is crazy. And I think that curiosity brings out the curiosity in others, which is, again, part of what we're hoping to do with this podcast is invite people on who have done this work and have figured out what's happening behind the scenes and saying, whoa, Nicole, check this out. Listeners, come look at this. What do you think? And maybe they can chime in and say, well, actually, this, this, and that. Or, yeah, that's crazy. Or, I don't know, I like how it is. The important part is just seeing it clearly. I need, I think a lot of us are, I think we're frustrated because it's hard. It has been hard to see things clearly. And we just want some good glasses. (laughs) Let's (laughs) dig into the metaphors. Yeah. Claire is a big fan of metaphors. Uh, Well, uh, we all are. We had a moment recently. (laughs) Yes. My brain's just like, hop up, hop up. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Okay, but yes, but it is still all true, right? We just want clear information so we can really evaluate what we want and don't want. Exactly. And that's the mission of our education series. And the truth of the matter is, this is such a big issue. Even with our guests, you know, we'll allocate an hour to speak with them. And and towards like the last 40 minutes, I'm like, oh, no, oh, no, we have so much more. (laughs) But we do what we Yeah, can, can we do. talk about how we originally thought our episodes would be 30 minutes long? That was our goal. But it just, it's not working because there's so much to say that I think, yeah, we don't want to cut any of their, you know, talking points short because it's so important. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we've been averaging at least 45 minutes, if not an hour, because there is so much to say. Yes, And luckily, our guests have been very generous, sharing so much information with us. And Well, how about their eagerness? Oh, yes. Haven't you found that everybody Mm -hmm. is grateful to get to share? I think that, yeah, they want to spread the information that they've discovered and learned in their experiences. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And as someone who loves podcasts, I think I listen to at least two hours a day. I know that my brain loves listening to things and learning that way. So I'm really hoping that we connect with those people who learn in a similar manner and can come away from this feeling more empowered with some good little nuggets that they learned. Um, 
and that's that's what we're we're striving for. So we're gonna have so so this is the this is part of the seven episode series with our with our guests our uh, guest experts, and then we'll have our little mini episodes, which this is one of, where we just talk about um, additional thoughts connected to our guest or something in the education space. And next month we're gonna jump into elections, so keep an eye out for that. Um, but if, as always, we want to know what you like, what you don't like. We're yes, here we're to here grow. to listen. <laughs> yeah. We are. And our schedule is Mondays will be our interview episodes and Thursdays are our mini, mini-sodes, mini-episodes. Oh, minis, yeah. So yeah, mark us into your schedule on Mondays and Thursdays. Yes. And if you know of any amazing events happening, preferably in the Austin area, because that's where we are, let us know. We would we love attending things in person and getting that firsthand account of town halls or testifying or conventions or whatever it is uh, so that we have that experience ourselves. Uh, I'd probably travel to like Dallas and Houston, maybe San Antonio. I would too. Yeah, I would definitely would too. El Paso is a little far. El Paso <laughs> is far. It's, it's one of those things too where I was like, we could stay with my family in Midland. Nope, you can't. That's not close. <laughs> like, my head was like, no, Nicole, that is West Texas, but they're not close. <laughs> <sighs> yes, but... We're here to explain what's going on in Texas. So we hope Thanks. it's helping. Yes, that's right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Seven education episodes. Stick with us. Mm-hmm. Thank you, everybody, for joining me, Nicole Abshire, and my co-host, Claire Campos O'Neill, on Go Behind the Ballot. Hopefully, we've demystified some little portion of Texas politics, and we hope that you'll do more with us. Check out our website at www.gobehindtheballot.com, where you'll find links to all of our social media, and you will find our community. Let's join together and do more. We hope you'll let us know what is working, and we hope you'll join us next week. Thanks, everybody, and have a good one.